Hey Achievers, this is Maya, founder of Healthy High Achievers. Join our global community and create healthier routines to avoid burnout and feel more calm and healthy. Let's get to it. Hey Achievers, welcome to this monthly expert interview. I'm so happy to be talking today to Hannah Tennyson. She's the founder of the Multi-Passionate. And I just feel like so many people in our community have a million interests, right? When you feel scattered over so many things that you want to do in your life and you just don't know what to make your hobby from or what to make your job from and you want to do it all at once but then you actually push yourself into some kind of burnout because you have so many interests right and I feel so many high achievers recognize themselves in that so Hannah you are a multi-passionate yourself please introduce yourself what's all the things that you are doing <laughs> thank you Maya um so I'm Hannah um I am indeed uh, a multi-passionate. I am from the Netherlands originally, um, living in Belgium and the Netherlands, both actually, uh, because my boyfriend is also from Belgium. So um, actually met Maya this summer in Belgium as well, which is really cool. Um, but um, yeah, I am uh, basically a coach for multi-passionates to help them design a life around their passions through productivity trainings, through helping them find focus and purpose and uh, through helping them start a freedom-based online business so that they have more freedom and time uh, to focus on all of their passions. Next to that, um, I also work as a VA, virtual assistant, for multi-passionate entrepreneurs, mostly coaches as well, where I really help them uh, mostly with their processes and tech and making sure that they actually uh, have more automatizations and that they have more time also to focus on their zone of genius and um, you know have more time next to their business to also follow everything that they they uh, want to pursue. Nice and you're a yoga teacher as well right? Also yeah true <laughs> yeah um, not super actively though at the moment so I, uh, I did give two classes last week which was the first time in a long time um, something I really want to pick up more, actually, I'm also applying for uh, becoming a yoga teacher on uh, an online app. Um, so, yeah, that's also uh, something I, I do. And actually, also, I just um, got my, um, you know, my VAT number to uh, as a photographer as well. So I just, you know, need an upgrade of my camera, but I used to really love doing shoots with people. And it's something I would love to implement into maybe my coaching. So help people to actually get a nice first shoot to put on their socials on the website etc ah so yoga teacher photographer coach <laughs> um virtual assistant a million things right and i and i'm so glad i found you just on instagram really when you know really for myself because i'm a multi-passionate myself as well you know i'm a health coach here i have the healthy high achievers community i'm a singer in the evenings i have another passion that not many people know i'm a certified astrologer <laughs> i'm kind of like saying how do i fit that into the here do i want to make it my job or just you know my hobby and so i really want people to walk away with something from this interview of how to i saw one of your instagram stories of when you you were giving people an exercise right of how they can really um, decide which passion to pursue as a hobby as a job and I want to dive into that but first I just want to know how did you came come up with this idea to work with multi-passionates um that's a that's a good question actually I think I think it was just for me a logical um 
the logical step because I was I was like in that phase that I was very confused about what I wanted to do. I actually had uh, a coach who taught me a lot of things about online entrepreneurship, but I basically just got shiny object syndrome. I was like, okay, I can do so many things. I like so many things. I don't know what to focus on. And I just was like, okay, what? This is actually also maybe an answer to your question um, as a good, you know, um, lead on, you know, what should you follow professionally? What you should leave as a hobby? I asked myself, like, what have I been doing all along? And I am literally meaning doing because I, it's so important to focus on the activity when you want to make it your profession and not just the passion. So, you know, if you love to, uh, you know, if if you have a passion for horses, that's something different than having a passion for training people or training horses, for example. Um, Mm. So I was like, well, I'm, I have been a teacher all along. Like I'm always, I've been a tutor in like mathematics and economics during my, my high school and my uh, university years. I was always the one helping my classmates with things. I like to stand in front of a group and to explain things. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I, I want to do something with, you know, course creation or coaching or, you know, teaching people stuff. And then I was like, well, but what am I going to teach? Because there's so many things I like, right? And they all say like, oh, you have to focus. You have to find a niche. And um, then I was like, well, I want to teach productivity which is a big passion of mine. I want to teach uh, helping people find purpose or more focus because that's what I was able to do it myself as well. And I uh, really like to help people to start something online as well. And also because I had experience in that. So I was like, how can I combine it together? And I was like, well, I'm just going to help multi-passionates because they need all of that. And basically what I did is I just decided to choose uh, a multi-passionate niche so that I had you know different things to put into my business yeah and that's genius that because <laughs> I often yeah I often hear friends say like hey I have these many interests and I I don't know how to combine it all you know professionally if I leave my full-time job I don't know how to I love writing but I also love creating natural products and I also love you know so yeah I recently heard a friend say that and then, you know, I was kind of coaching her around that and she came up with maybe writing about her natural products, <laughs> just how to, to really make the, the puzzle. But it's so interesting that you say that you need to focus on. So first step, focus on something you're doing, right? Not just because you say you've been teaching mathematics, but you've been teaching several things. And yeah. the, the essence of that is just the fact of teaching, and that teaching is what you knew that you wanted to be doing, not really the what or the specific, but just the action that you love doing. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. It's very important to, to focus on that because you, you want to you be happy with the process and not just the result. Like if you are in a job or if you're doing something that you're like, okay, well, I, I love it when I have made a beautiful picture, but I don't love the process of it. I don't love the editing. I don't love going to shoots. Then you shouldn't become a photographer, right? Mm. Maybe it's something you want to learn more about or doing your free time. And I think that's, that's something that people sometimes forget. And, and also uh, to get more specific um, as an answer to your question is that it's not only important to focus on, you know, 
the doing of it, like a, a passion for doing something, but it's also important to realize what is the reason behind why you love doing that thing. Well, that was a complicated sentence. What's the reason <laughs> behind your passion for, uh, for traveling, for example, or for writing? Because mm -hmm. um, I made the mistake to think that, you know, um, I love writing. I love traveling. I love photography. Let's start a travel blog, right? Perfect. Combine, combines all of that made sense like superficially that makes sense but then i discovered that i didn't love uh writing when i had to write about you know uh tips travel tips in this or, or transport tips or tips about hotels or tours or whatever like i just like to write stories and mm -hmm. if you want to make like money with the blog then you cannot just well Technically, it's going to be hard to just write stories only like about people, about experiences, how you feel like that's something that you can do in Instagram posts as a coach, but not so much as, uh, you know, if you really want to have a successful travel blog because people want to read tips, right? They want to know what you're, what they can do. Yeah. Um, second thing is that traveling, when I ask myself, like, why do you love traveling so much? It was because it made me feel free. It made me feel, you know, alive and free and when I was making that into a job and I had to travel or make trips or do that kind of stuff uh, to, you know, make money, I completely lost the joy of it. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, now I have to write a blog in this hotel quickly and like before tomorrow, because then we go to the next place and I have more content to write. And that was not fun. Uh, that's um, interesting how you discovered that you have a passion for traveling, but once you found a job in that traveling, writing blogs, once you were doing it, you kind of lost the joy because you realize that the aspect that you love about traveling is that freedom, right? And once you have to do it, you lost that. So that requires a lot of self-knowledge and self-reflection. And, and how do you help people in this? Because I know in your 90-day program, you have a process for this, right? I saw it in one of your Instagram stories that you have a really good exercise for this. So can you give, give us a little taster of how, can, how people can get there? So you mean like the, the five-step process, like the five modules of, of my course or more like the specific exercise around passion and rewards? Yeah, that specific <laughs> exercise. I love okay, that one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, basically what I just said, like um, what, what you want to do is basically create a list of everything that you love doing. So all of your passions, your hobbies, and also the things that you used to do in the past, like everything. Just put everything out there. It's probably going to be a really long list. Like for me, it was, yeah. I don't know, like 20, 25, 30 things. I'm not, I'm not even sure. But um, And then the second thing you do is like, if you do this in Excel or something like, uh, or on just some paper, you make a second column. And after like behind all of the, the passions and hobbies, you write down um, what is your favorite part about this thing? All right. So um for example, just to give you an example, um, for if you write down traveling, like what's your favorite part? And for me, what I would written down was um, uh, going from one place to the other and, you know, going to a completely new place and feeling uh, that freedom, especially when I was at the back of a car or the back of a motorbike or like in movement, in movement, literally, I would feel like so free. But so the third step is actually, so what about it do you love sitting on the back of a motorbike? <laughs> bringing a movement and then answer any question in the third column um so what's the reward and for me that was you know feeling free um 
So basically you answer two questions. So first, uh, what part of the activity do you love most? And then you can probably uh, derive from that uh, the reward. And those rewards, that's what's really important in your life and what you should implement into your life. And you are going to see that probably a lot of your different passions are going to give you the same reward, which mm. is really interesting because we as multi-passionates super, get super overwhelmed sometimes because we think we have to, you know, um, fit everything into our life. And we, we know we, we find a new passion every week. Like, oh, now we love bullet journaling and then we love painting and then like we have, yeah. oh, knitting. Like we find a new hobby. But maybe all of those creative hobbies kind of have the same reward. And it was just a matter of having maybe one hobby at a time in your life that gives you that reward and make sure that you have some other things in your life that gives you the other rewards. And that's what creates a fulfilling life, not um, specifically, you know, having all these separate uh, objects of these separate hobbies and interests in your life. Mm, that's so interesting because yeah, we do focus on those activities, right? And we do focus on the same thing. So I feel like listening to the replay of this afterwards and the podcast because to do this exercise myself, because I'd be interested to see if the rewards would be the same, you know, for all my interests. And I see it with my clients as well and with members of, of Healthy High Achievers when they're trying to set priorities, right? You want to set priorities for the coming three months. And then the whole time, those priorities get interrupted with so many new shiny objects. So many new online courses or new podcasts or their list of books that they want to read is like huge. I know the feels. And it's interesting when you look at all your interests, everything you love doing or everything that's kind of distracting you from your priorities, what do they all have in common, right? What reward are they all giving you? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like most of the people that do this exercise, they get like a big aha moment they're like okay now I you know this is so interesting now I get it now I I feel people start to feel calmer because they're like oh well this is what actually matters to me like not all those separate things but those things and then it's just a matter of and and also you're going to see that those rewards are things that are more general like like freedom like authenticity or like creative pursuits or, or stuff that is easier to to make sure that you embed all of that in your life than all of those separate things mm. so you'll just start to start you will start to feel a lot calmer yeah interesting and can you give us a couple of tips of when they're really they're sitting there with their paper looking at their rewards looking at their whole list of activities and hobbies and still thinking like okay but you know what do i start my business around or what do i focus <laughs> on professionally can you give us a tip for for specifically that yeah so then it, it goes back to focusing on like finding that activity that you really enjoy um and i also you know maybe you know the, the term zone of genius so basically what i think is your zone of genius is uh an activity like you know writing singing um organizing management whatever leadership um those are still really broad but can be more specific but then and uh it's like the intersection of uh what you love doing what you're also good at doing and what you're also um have experience in it's where those three things come together and for me for example you know i i love teaching it's something i naturally do 
I, I am good at it. Like I come from a teacher's family and my mom always said that like, okay, you're good at that. And then um, I also have experience with it. So I actually already tried it a couple of times and it's something that came back all through my life. And that's what you should base the main focus of your business around. So, you know, mm-hmm. if, if writing is in your zone of genius, you should, your main thing that you're going to sell should be around writing about writing so maybe you're a copywriter or a ghostwriter or maybe um you know you want to you want to start a blog or uh you you want to write about stories or can be can be anything but the most important thing is that like 60 70 80 percent of what you're doing in your job should be your sort of genius and sometimes there's a combination of things right if you have combination of things um um for example you you are like, well, like me, I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm also a tech, uh, someone who organizes the backends. And I'm, I'm also organizing using my zone of genius, creating structure. Um, and then writing is also my zone of genius. So I do that also for other people. So that's just a combination mm-hmm. of different things that I do. Um, but that should be the core of your business. And then, yes, whatever niche you want to focus on, like I always say, there's probably a lot of niches that you could be happy in as long as you're interested in it. And for choosing a niche, you can look at just your passion. So if you are interested in photography, but you are not a really good photographer, you don't have a lot of experience and it's not what you want to make your job around, then you can still decide to work for photographers or be a coach for photographers or whatever. Like there's, there's a lot of options there or a virtual assistant for photographers or you know, or, or if you like horses, for example, you can also, uh, you know, focus on uh, horse owners or, um, yeah, stuff like that. That's how I usually say, like, that's how you can decide on your niche. And the most important thing is that you also should not worry too much about making a choice in that um, because it's not forever. You know, I think huh. a lot of little perfectionists are like, oh, you know, no, I have to choose a niche and I hate niching and I don't want to do it. Or, you know, I have to, I don't want to focus because I like everything. And I'm like, sure, like do your thing. Like if you want to focus on all of those things, it's great. It's just easier for your marketing if you do focus a little bit and you can still change that. If you are sick of the horses, you just change to something else later. Yeah, you know, when when we talk about niche and like, okay, you need to choose something specific, it's a process as well. And the first time you're trying to niche, it will still be very broad. I my niche was fatigue. <laughs> and fatigue is still very, very broad. And then the more you think about it and reflect on it, the, the more specific it will get. So it's like, yeah, I get it. Many people in our crowd here are perfectionists who will first not want to make a choice because they think it's set in stone and they think it's forever and it can change. It can. So whatever choice you make is never, it's always temporary. It's never forever, forever, forever. Could be, but not always. And then secondly, what I thought of when you said, okay, something you have experience in, what I want to say to my achievers here is, hey, you have more experience than you think. Because sometimes when we get perfectionistic about it, we could be like, oh, but, you know, I don't have experience. And I felt that when I started coaching and I finished my health coaching certification program and you know, I was ready to get to it. And then I felt like I don't have any experience. This is new. Until a friend of mine said, Maya, you've been coaching me ever since we were 15 years old. 
<laughs> you were my personal coach in life, you know. And then I realized, okay, this is something that's just inherently, naturally a part of me that I naturally do with people. And I see the potential in people and I help them get it out of them. And, you know, it's something I've always been doing. And sometimes we don't realize that experience we have is more than we think. So thank you, Hannah, for this really good exercise. I think this, this interview is, is full of these practical tips and exercises that people can do when they feel scattered over their passions and interests. And uh, just last questions, where can people find more about you or what are you working on right now? I'm actually working on my website at the moment. So it will be uh, finally, after two or three years, it will be online. Um, uh, so it's uh, um, .com, um very easy. And then you can mostly find me on Instagram um, at the dot multipassionate. <laughs> I had to think about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Mostly, the uh, dot multipassionate. <laughs> True. <laughs> Yeah, the, people definitely follow her on Instagram because I love watching her stories, the practical tips that she gives all the time and your posts are just very inspiring. So thank you for that. Thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you for the tips you're giving to healthy high achievers and just keep up the good work, really. Dear Achievers, I hope you liked this episode. If you did, please subscribe and share with your friends, anyone who needs to hear this. You're super welcome to join us at healthyhighachievers.community as well. See you there.